Hello, Jason Kane here, and welcome to the Ancient Wisdom Modern Mind Podcast. And today, I would like to share the concept of dhyana or yogic meditation. Dhyana is normally translated as meaning meditation, but there are many forms of meditation, and to simply call dhyana meditation is an oversimplification of dhyana's true implication. The Yoga Sutras defines dhyana as the continuous flow of the same thought or image of the object of meditation without being distracted by any other thought. Swami Vivekanad explains dhyana in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras as when the mind has been trained to remain fixed on a certain internal or external location, there comes to it the power of flowing in an unbroken current, as it were, towards that point. Another way of expressing this is to say that concentration is fixed, but then the sutra explains that dhyana is not the act of meditative concentration, but a meditative process called dhyana. Dhyana can thus be seen as an advanced mental state, where one achieves one-pointedness of mind, called akatanata, meaning one continuous flow of uninterrupted attention. Aka means one, and tanata means continued directedness. Thus, dhyana is absorption in the object. The repeated concentration on the one object of concentration is dhyana or meditation. Typically, there is a moment of concentration when there are no distractions. Then, a moment later, a distraction comes. Then, attention lets go of the distraction and returns to the object of concentration. However, when that distraction does not happen, the continued concentration on the one object is called meditation. Another way of describing the process of dhyana is that there is an ongoing series of individual concentrations rather than one continuous concentration. If each of those concentrations is on the same object, that is called meditation. Whether you prefer to think of it as one continuous flow of concentration or a series of individual concentrations on the same object, it is the unbroken or undistracted characteristic of attention that allows concentration to evolve into meditation. It is interesting to note that the Vedic seers did not use the word dhyana in the early Vedic theology. But through their own personal experience, they were aware of the importance of the mind and its ability to manifest. They viewed creation as the mental manifestation of Brahman, the universal entity, and believed that through austerities and penances, man could acquire similar potencies or abilities. Janine Miller, a British scholar, proposed the view that in the beginning, 
the Vedic seers held Brahman to be a meditative state, not a universal entity. She suggested that the Vedic seers practiced three different types of dhyana and were familiar with these three states of transcendental reality, which they identified as different forms of dhyana. In addition, they were also familiar with a fourth state, although it was not explicitly mentioned in the early Vedic hymns. This separates dhyana into four types of meditation. Mantric dhyana, or meditation on the Vedic mantras with single-pointed concentration. Visual dhyana, or meditation on a particular deity with illumined thought. This could be called subjective meditation, and a modern version of this is called focal point meditation, or meditation on a candle. But the purest form of subjective meditation evolved in Zen Buddhism and Zazen meditation. Absorption in mind and the heart or meditation on illumined insight residing in the mind and the heart. A more literal understanding of this can be described as observing the inward and outward movement of thoughts that are coming and going out of the mind, with silence, stability, and detachment. This form of dhyana has now been popularized as vipassana meditation. Samadhi, or the experience of the ecstatic state of Brahman, was the fourth state of dhyana, which is not mentioned in the Rigved, but described in the Mandika Upanishad as the fourth state called Tariya. Note, later I suggest that Shiva is the symbolic figure for Samadhi and not Brahman. But this is more semantics as Shiva is also viewed as a different form of Brahman. This fourth dhyana is not really dhyana, but more a state that is the goal of dhyana, or what could be described as dhyana that awakens Atman awareness. Looking at the word Atman, we find that its origins are an, to breathe, and tman, self. So at the root of the meaning is the original idea of breath and self. This connection with the breath and self is at the core of dhyana. Dhyana is an instrument to free the Atman and thereby gain access to the transcendental planes of consciousness. See also the podcast called Atman Awareness is the Real Essence of Existence. Yoga has eight branches of which dhyana is the seventh limb of this path, following dharana, and where dharana is a state of mind, dhyana is the process of mind. Dhyana is distinct from dharana, in that the meditator becomes actively engaged with their focus. Dhyana in a Nutshell The practice of dhyana or what could be called meditative contemplation, is a reflection on whatever dharana the yogi 
as focused on. If in the sixth limb of yoga, one focused on a personal deity, then that is what one contemplates on during dhyana. If the focus was on an object, then the dhyana is a form of non-judgmental or non-presumptuous observation of that object. If the focus was on a concept or idea, the dhyana is the contemplating of that concept or idea in all its aspects, forms, values, and consequences. Dhyana can thus be seen as an uninterrupted awareness where the yogi remains as much as possible in the present moment, aware of and observing the object of their dharana as it passes through their mind and around them. Or more simply put, a steady focus on one place, idea, or object. In the Jangama Dhyana technique, for example, the meditator concentrates the mind on a spot between the eyebrows. According to Patanjali, this is one method of achieving dharana or the initial concentration necessary for the mind to become introverted in dhyana. Yoga Sutras 3. In the deeper practice of the technique, according to Patanjali, the mind concentrated between the eyebrows begins to automatically lose all location and focuses on watching itself. This step then prepares one to begin the practice of dhyana. In dhyana, the meditator is not conscious of the act of meditation, i.e., is not aware that they are meditating, but is only aware that they exist, awareness of being, the mind and the object of meditation. Dhyana is distinct from dharana in that the yogi contemplates on the object of meditation and the object's aspects only, free from distractions of the mind during dhyana. With practice, the process of dhyana awakens samadhi, bliss, and I amness, purusha or atman awareness, a non-dual, conflictless and blissful state of freedom and liberation. The practice of dharana, concentration, dhyana, meditation, and samadhi, union, together as a combined simultaneous practice, is, according to the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, referred to as Samayama, or holding together. It is an interesting side note that what we have is a triune Godhead, or the Trimurti of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, which is of historic interest for the understanding of religious origins, particularly when we consider that the Vedic seers held the understanding of transcendental reality, which they identified as Brahman. This leads to the idea that Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva are also symbolic figures for Dharana, Dhyana, and Samadhi, Samayama being the union, or Moksha, freedom from samsara, the cycle of death, 
and rebirth. It is also important to note that self in Hindu philosophy is often used as an interchangeable term for Atman, but in Western philosophy, self is considered the ego or personality. Similarly, modern concepts of Atman awareness are also known as higher self, enlightenment, and heightened awareness. Of course, there is more to Dhyana than this, but these few ideas should suffice as background and as an insight on your spiritual journey. And if you'd like to subscribe to this channel, go ahead and click on the subscribe button. And if you would like to download the audio version of Dhyana, the seventh yogic path of meditation, then you can purchase the audio from the links in the description. I've enjoyed sharing the yogic concept of Dhyana with you, and I encourage you to explore and learn about yourself and to continue your journey. And if you have the time, let me know in the comments about your understanding of the spiritual path or how your journey has changed your life. And if you like the content and would like to take your spiritual journey deeper, learn about meditation, or go even deeper with your meditation journey, I also offer books, instructional podcasts, online meditation, and personal development audios that cover a variety of meditation and metaphysical topics available at Amazon Books, Amazon Music, Kobo, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Udemy, and gumroad.com forward slash Jason Kane. Plus, great free articles on blogger.com, YouTube, and in the Facebook community meditation, mindfulness, and more. And it would be my privilege to have you join our community and share your own journey and thoughts. And this is important not only to me, but also in helping other students in their personal journey. Here's to you and your fulfillment and growth into every tomorrow to come. This podcast was created by Jason Kane, text copyright by Jason Kane, and production copyright by Jason Kane. All rights reserved.